0: Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from crew and NunTwitch. Uh, this is Bolton for the Cat Radio with Bahani Music, and we're here with Clark Datchet, which is the front man of Johnny H. Jazz. How are you doing, Johnny? Good, thank you very much. Okay, okay. What do you like about Rewind? Well,
1: Rewind's always been um a very uplifting event. I mean, firstly it's beautifully organised, it's very colourful. audiences come here obviously wanting to celebrate songs that are very meaningful to them and in some ways what happens is you're reminded of how yeah, important,
0: those songs that I wrote, for example, in my case, for a to continue to be for people, and so that's incredibly rewarding. Yeah, I think it takes them back to a decade where they remember that music in that era, with the songs that you've written to. It takes them to where they were, where they can remember. Don't you think? Well, I think it does, and I think I think that there is something about the
1: eighties that is a little bit different. And the reason I say that is that you can see that it's having an effect on contemporary music in quite a serious way now. And it's not just a nostalgia thing. It's that the, yeah, it, the eighties is an interesting combination of classic songwriting because we all came from, we were all kids in the seventies and sixties, so we learned how to write songs by listening to the Beatles or the Moody Blues or Stevie Wonder or the Isley Brothers or you know Led Zeppelin, whoever it was. And then, of course, what happened was in the 80s, technology appeared, synthesizers, drum machines, and all of that came together. It will never be repeated. No. And and I think somehow that's the reason that the 80s continues to have this this kind of interesting, um, uh, well, it's interesting relationship cause it with...
0: Because it's like a synth pop, isn't it? Everything sort of synthesizers, everything else came in, yeah. and a whole lot. And it takes people that generation like it's moved up from the 70s you know because I was brought up in the 70s Like I do like some 80s music as well yeah. you know. so what influenced besides your father you your father influenced you in your music Jed and what did he taught you in music did he teach you a musical instrument to learn he actually um,
1: my dad taught me uh, my dad was actually very disciplined with me when it came okay. to music mm-hmm. the idea that if you can dream it, you can do it. It was totally alien to him because he knew how tough it was to be in the music business. That just, to him, and I think he's quite right. it's just isn't true. There's a lot of factors that come together for someone to be successful in the music business. So if I wasn't, for example, as a singer, if I wasn't cutting it as a young singer, he'd tell me and and he'd want me to do better. He was my greatest supporter, but he was also wanting me to be real and to be good enough. So more than anything, I think my dad told me to be disciplined and to try harder and harder
0: and harder. So, what do you think of your dad's music in his era? When you heard your dad's music played, did you sort of like that kind of music he was putting out with the bands like the Stargazers and the Polka Dots? But yeah, they were,
1: um, you know, the, the Polka Dots especially were they were, you know, jazz close harmony jazz groups. My dad and the dot sang with Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, The Beatles, um, very young Jimmy Page there was such okay like Zeppelin, Joe Stafford. He did a lot of stuff and it was great music. I loved it. Um, I, I loved that big band stuff. I, I grew up listening to it because he played it a lot. And it, it did influence me because the, one of the other things he taught me was that he got me to really study a lot of those Incredible musicians, those incredible records, especially because I was a songwriter, and a songwriter yes. to learn how to write songs. So I grew up listening to Rodgers and Hammerstein and Sammy Kahn and and Cole Porter and these people, uh, and then of course Lennon and McCartney and Bob Backer and Hal David and and, and on, you know, Joni Mitchell and. And, and, uh, and he really, what was great about him was that he got me to
0: listen. He said, you know, that's how you're going to learn, is listen. Well, it's the only way to learn, is, is have yeah. a different music outlook on everything. And you can I incorporate agree. that into the music you do. I totally agree. You can see it there. So, in your day when you were growing up as a child, what would you say your favourite record you can remember of all time that sticks to you, Do you have a favourite record? It's really hard
1: to pick one. <clears throat> when I was very young, it was a toss-up between Nature Boy Nack and Mackie Colt, um, which I love. Mackie Colt wasn't still as my favourite singer, ironically in a band with Johnny hates jazz. We <laughs> never hate. None of us ever hated jazz. Yes. Um, and uh, going back to being a, a very young lad, I suppose it was the Beatles' Nowhere Man. Okay. And because. I remember Lennon talking about why he wrote it, and he said he wrote it about himself. And I really related to that. There's a, one of the reasons you get you got into music certainly when I was younger, 80s, was that it was your it was your way to make your mark. And it, and for me, I had I felt I felt very scared of the idea of just sinking into into. Um, a meaningless existence to so yeah. me personally. I'm not. To, I'm not judging anyone else at all, and that's why Lennon explained with Nowhere Man
0: that it was about him. Yeah, I couldn't understand. So stand it, that. it really related. To, I really related to it, and I, I thought it was a great record as well. So well, they wrote some really good records of Beatles. Anyway, some are really good. I do like some of the Beatles songs myself, like Nowhere Man is one of them. Mm. Some of the pop ones are one I do like as well. Mm. You know, so when you're backstage with all these '80s artists here and you and you mingle with them, I assume. Do you all talk about the entertainment you were all in in the eighties together backstage before you come on stage? Don't we don't, I
1: don't people very rarely reminisce really because um, um, the reason for that is that everyone's still so busy. Right. So people want to talk about you know um, what they're doing, yeah. how they're doing, where they've been. Um, they want to talk about if they've got families and talk about yeah. families. And, what projects are working on so it's more it's more a catch-up yeah occasionally there'll be a
0: bit of a bit of you know a so story I mean, Yeah. And then, yeah so what what is yourself nowadays what does yourself do when you're away from the entertainment in you know, the family home what do you do yourself when you're away from the music business and you're relaxing at home what is it you do to relax
1: uh, for me there's no doubt I, I, I mean I <laughs> Yeah, I'm 58 and I still, to to relax I make music, I still do. I mean, one of the things I do is that twice a month I live stream on a Sunday, 5 o'clock, on my own social media pages facebook.com forward slash Clark Bachelor official youtube.com forward slash Clark Bachelor official and, and live streams a lot of people and they just talk about a song that I written and it's very interactive it's become quite popular and and it's a lot of fun and it's quite conversational even though you don't hear the the audience they're they're, they're um, so you're like doing like a personal talk to them in a way they're messaging their, their comments to me and yeah. questions and um, and actually although it, it takes a lot of energy to do that at the end of it it's it's very uplifting so actually music is you know, so how long does it take to produce that and how long is that show what you do for well it takes me about three days to prepare for it and it takes an hour to do it right okay it's so um, a lot of preparation a lot of preparation, yeah but um, I've done an, an album called it's called journey songs I've done one album called journey songs one which is a collection of solo stuff I did after I left Johnny Hates Jazz first time around, which I did in 88. I did a lot of solo recording, so that's all on Journey Sounds one. And so it really, it, it's very much about songwriting. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, what motivates me, why did I write this song, how did I write it, and, people seem to enjoy that and are intrigued by it so that's that's a lot of fun. So have you got any new material coming out now are you producing? Um, I think at the moment yeah. me and Mike in my colleague and Johnny H. Jazz are, we, we've had an, a new album out called Wide Awake for a while and we are part of an album called 80's Classical which is coming out later in the year um, that stems from an event called 80's Classical that happened this year in Leeds but This happened for a couple of years previously, Leeds and London. And um, it's basically us and a few other artists, I'm not allowed to mention yet who they are, um, with an orchestra playing out our hits. Oh, right. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic album. That sounds good. I think it sometimes sounds good with an orchestra
0: backing. Oh, it's fantastic. Because it's a different whole new field, isn't it? It's a a whole
1: new field. It's a total
0: new reinterpretation of of the. of the song, so it'll be probably cool. I understand that. Well, Johnny, well, thanks very much. You're welcome. Clark, I should say. <laughs> right. No, I Thanks very much for your time, Clark, and have a great year. The show was excellent today. Thank you. And I must say, you've not hardly changed. Oh, thank you. I, I, I will never tire of hearing <laughs> that. <laughs>